What is going on, folks? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Pit Podcast, your daily podcast covering the Pittsburgh Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And folks, we have many things to talk about today. Jordan Whitehead did end up getting his back. We'll talk about his fit with the New York Jets and what goes from here for him and his NFL career. Also, Pitt men's basketball has their first transfer of the recruiting cycle. Noah Collier is out. We'll talk about that. Is he the first of many? And what is the impact of his transfer from this program? It wasn't going to have on the offseason overall and what Jeff Capel and staff are going to look for. All of it's coming up here on Locked on Pit. Our Locked on Pit, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Panthers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked on Pit Podcast, folks. As always, thank you for making the Locked on Pit Podcast your first listen every day, folks. If you are watching this on YouTube, make sure to like, comment, subscribe, turn on the notification bell, do all those great things, as always. And if you are listening to this, make sure to leave a review. Cannot make this as good as possible without the reviews and feedback I get from all of you guys. Now, folks, when you look at this Pit program and men's basketball program. Yeah, new transfers are coming. That's where we're going to kick off today. We're going to talk about Noah Collier transferring from the Pit men's basketball program. It was announced earlier today. He will be leaving the program, heading off to new pastures. And it's interesting to me that Collier was the first one transfer and not a guy you really expected I, I did not expect to see Noah Collier leave you know I I get the rationale behind it for Noah Collier it makes a ton of sense right Noah Collier is a guy that is a backup big for Pitt That's really all he's probably going to ever be I don't think that this is a guy it really ever would overcome a guy like you or would start on this team. He's got some upside, but most of his upside comes in his athleticism, comes in his ability to work through screens and, and work through those hedges and in rolls. I think he did bring a nice dimension to the screen game and really allowed some spacing in an offense that's not going to have a lot of spacing with very few shooters. I thought there was a lot of good to take away from what Noah Collier brought to the table. But I also think there's a lot to question in terms of how Pitt's going to replace him because it's big depth. It's, you know, that front court, it's something you really would hope you would be able to kind of mesh together a little bit. You know, you would have Hughley, Collier, maybe two transfers there, a starting four, maybe another guy there, and you would hope you would have a stronger front court in terms of both depth and starters. But now you lose probably the best depth guy you're going to have. And so maybe this could be where Jalen Ganey comes in, more so as a depth guy. Um, 
probably wouldn't start, and I think he's a good four, uh, or could play the five. He's big enough. He's long enough. He's athletic enough. But Jalen Ganey, as we mentioned yesterday here on this show, has those hops and that that athleticism that's really going to allow you to work through different lineups. Uh, and I, I like what Ganey brings to the table. He's consistent. He kind of has that mold of player that you could project to the next level with his athleticism, with his rebounding prowess, with his basketball IQ. He's got the physical tools and he's got the skill set as a shot blocker and the efficiency as a shooter in terms of close to the shot. He's not going to really spread the floor out. But he's the guy that can really bang down low, be a shot blocker, be a good rebounder, and go after it, and maybe make some space for John Hughley. And I think that is something that maybe you can do with Hughley now. Maybe you could space him out a little bit. If that jump shot with Hughley comes along a little bit, I think a lot could go right. But losing Collier means you lose really solid depth. And again, that's exactly what you would not want to lose. Because Collier, he's he's not a phenomenal player, but this is a guy that brings a lot of good things to the table. Because he grew over the year, and he was a guy, it felt like that was growing. You know, the screen game really worked well off of Noah Collier. He was their best screen setter. They need to get better with the screens. Ganey's another guy that's really good at working off screen. So the pick and roll action, the ability to cut, uh, those things are good with Jalen Ganey, and they were good with Noah Collier. And so that's why maybe if you were Jeff Capel, you saw this one coming, and that's why you're pushing a guy like Jalen Ganey hard. Collier, you know, again, I think his upside in terms of his athleticism, in terms of what he brought, just because he was an undersized four, it was maxed not completely out. I think he still had room to grow, but I don't think he was ever going to develop a consistent jumper to where he became a really usable threat for Pitt on the floor and, and a threat that became very pertinent. I don't think that's what he would have been. And I don't think that he's a guy that would have been that difference maker, say, in the starting lineup. But I do think that they are losing a pretty quality depth big. And I think he's also a guy that could have really grown into being a really solid guy. Again, the box score stuff isn't going to be tough to replace, but the growth that he showed, the gritty minutes, the solid minutes he gave you defensively, he understood how to defend a lot better this year, spacing, work out to the perimeter. He was physical. He gave you gritty minutes this year. And so losing Noah Collier, it kind of sucks. Because this was a guy that had untapped upside. He had some more room to grow. And he certainly would be a big-time contributor off the bench or pit heading into this year. And so I don't know what he's going to do you know, moving forward in terms of building this roster for Jeff Capel. Jeff Capel's going to have to build something with probably Ganey being the depth guy, depth guy and then they're going to have to get more offensively centered four uh, in order to maybe push Hughley to the four or get a more five type-ish and keep Hughley at the four. We'll see what they do. No Collier is probably going to transfer down here and probably going to be a really good player uh, down at a lower level. Uh, again, because I think he was only going to be a guy that was coming off the bench and was a role player for this team, which is okay. But down a lower level, he can be an impactful starter, can get a lot more minutes aside from just 10 minutes a game. And he can really showcase what he can do, and he can really use his athleticism down at lower levels to really bang down low and really improve his game 
as a whole. And, and this is a guy that's going to have multiple suitors. He's a guy that has enough upside to when you look at him, you're going to at least like him. And so I, I do like what Collier brought to the table and the loss sucks. Um, but, but I will say this and, and Pitt is going to have to replace him. And a guy like Jalen Ganey would do a nice job of that. It'd probably be an upgrade right away. Um, but Collier really did give a lot of tough minutes, but I think these are connecting the dots. Collier leaving was the exact reason I think they pursued Jalen Ganey so hard. And so this is where it's moving towards. The question is now though, is it going to be the first of many? And it's possible. And, I, you know, again, I've heard inklings about Femi Cali. I've heard inklings about Will Jeffress. I've heard, you know, John Hughley might test the draft. I don't know who else might transfer. You know, it's a tough one. There's no guarantee any of those guys I just mentioned transfer either. I don't think anything's set in stone. I think some of these guys are still trying to kind of process the entire season, trying to process their feelings, what's best for them. Uh, they like the school, want to stay here, and, and kind of all of that. I, I think that there's so many levels to this that – there's nothing certain and there's nothing set in stone with any of these people and any of these players uh, because the, they have so the, these are young men going through college and they have so many decisions to go through so many levels of decisions to go through. So it's not going to be an easy decision. But Collier is the first pit now has three open scholarships. And I think Gaines is going to fill one of them if he comes to pit. All right, folks, I do want to pull over a little bit to, Jordan Whitehead, and let's talk about him. He signed a new deal today with the New York Jets. But first, let me let you know about Stat Hero. Because, man, do I love March Madness and I love those brackets, but I can't remember the last time I actually went deep or given even one money. I'm hedging my bets this year with Stat Hero's NCAA Pick'em Contest. Stat Hero's NCAA Single Game Pick'em Contest pit the star players against each other in an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. Take control back from those handicappers that always seem to have the advantage. Start focusing on the players you know best with the gameplay that doesn't rely on big spreads, long odds, or funky props. Stat Hero gives you the advantage, resulting in the gamers winning four times more often. Why? Because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery about who or what you are going up against. In addition to their pick'em games, they also have dozens of lineups you can comb through to take on head-to-head. -head. They simply post sets of players for you to take on with sets of players that you get to choose from. Stat Hero is the easiest and fastest way to get your sports action fix. Sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on. Use the promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on. Use the promo code locked on for a 100% match. Stathero.com locked on. Promo code locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Folks, I know. That it's that time of year where you might be giving up on all those New Year's resolutions. But trust me, as you enter March here and as we get into the center of things, you do not have to make it feel like a chore anymore. Because Built Bar has you. If you have not tried the Puffs, you are missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallow. They're, just a pro they're not just a protein bar. They're a treat. And they're covered in 100% real chocolate. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. 100% real chocolate, they can replace your candy bars. But here's the thing. You have all the health benefits of a protein bar. Low in calories, low in sugar, low in carbs, high in protein. It's a protein bar with flavor. Go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off 
your order. Use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. podcast as we continue to talk here a little bit about this team as they're growing and everything pit men's basketball still kind of down in the gutter but jordan whitehead former pit safety signs with the new york jets today big loss for the tampa bay buccaneers in terms of what he brought to them but it makes sense that he wanted to get out of there a lot of talk about him locally that he thought he might have been misused and so Plenty of reason to believe that Jordan Whitehead would have left Tampa Bay. And the, and the safety market kind of starting to heat up a little bit here as we get into it. Marcus Williams had a big deal today. You know, Tyron Matthew hasn't been signed yet. If you're a Steelers fan, Terrell Edmonds hasn't been signed yet. There's a lot of safeties coming off the board, though, now. And Jordan Whitehead to the Jets is an interesting fit. And I find this one to be a really good signing. For the Jets. The Jets have made a few really good signings so far. Lakin Tomlinson's a good signing. CJ Uzama, DJ Reed. Jordan Whitehead's going to be a quality safety for the New York Jets. And, and I don't know people, even Pitt fans, you know, I, I feel like in the realm of Pitt verse, if you will, that a lot of these guys kind of get mashed together. And you remember guys like Tyler Boyd, obviously, you remember the Aaron Donalds. Certainly you remember the James Connors. You have to remember the James Connors because how can't you? The guy literally breathes Pittsburgh and comes through everything. If you know Pittsburgh, you know James Conner. And so Jordan Whitehead is kind of in this weird limbo spot where he's kind of in a very talented group of guys that have gone to the NFL and have played really well. He's kind of in that Brian O'Neill territory where these are two really good NFL players that came from Pitt that I don't feel like get enough cred or notoriety, if you will. And so a guy like Jordan Whitehead now coming up, it's a good signing for the Jets. And Jordan Whitehead's really grown into being a good player. And so this guy gets a two-year, $14.5 million deal, a good deal for Jordan Whitehead at that. And slightly over seven a year. I think that's around where you expected him to get seven and a quarter a year is not bad for Jordan Whitehead, but he's really developed into one of the better strong safeties in the NFL. He can also be a guy though that plays free safety. He's got that athleticism. He's got that twitch. He's got the ability to play back there. Uh, the athletic ability just jumps out at you when you watch Jordan Whitehead, the, the fire he plays with the, the type of, I guess, impact. It's just so it's contagious to a defense. And you could see the difference between when he was in there for Tampa Bay and when he wasn't. Different type of fire with Jordan Whitehead there. Different type of physicality. A guy that is literally just not afraid to go down and bang around with offensive linemen. And so that's always been a special type of player when you look at Jordan Whitehead and kind of what he brings to the table and what he can do at the next level. Jordan Whitehead is going to, to really kind of transform what that Jets defense can do now. Robert Sala running all those cover three looks, switching a little bit over to cover two more and more as they went last year. Now Jordan Whitehead comes in, and with Whitehead, 
you're going to have a guy that's going to give you multiple looks that can play at single high, can play down in the box, can play in the slot. He can do all these different types of things. And for only 7.2 a year, it's easily worth it. It's a really good signing for the Jets. And for Jordan Whitehead, he's now cashed in. It's a good contract for him too, especially in a safety market, which seems to be weirdly depressed more and more as we kind of grow into these more into these markets. We see the safety market weirdly year to year has a very odd feel to it. Some guys that maybe should be getting paid more get paid three, four million a year. So for Whitehead to come up more at 7.25, it's good. And so this is really really good for Jordan Whitehead in terms of the Jets. You got to do more in that secondary. DJ Reed was a good sign. Still need a cornerback though. Still need probably another safety. You know, Ashton Davis hasn't completely worked out the way he thought he would. Marcus May, is he going to be back? Even if he is, he's been injured a lot. Serious injuries at that. You know, a torn Achilles is nothing to sneeze at. And so Whitehead comes in immediately, can be your single high safety, can be your kind of do-it-all guy that comes in here and does a really nice job. And so works out for both sides, two years. So Whitehead, who is still going to be young enough in two years to test the market again and cash in yet again. So, you know, when you're only 24 years old right now, and he just is going to turn 25 next week. So he'll be 27 essentially when he hits the market next time. For a safety, that's still a really lush market that's still young enough to where you're going to have a few more quality years than you. And so Jordan Whitehead has the ability now to go cash in twice on the market after he gets out of this contract. So we'll be good for Jordan Whitehead. This is a good fit for him overall. Now, let's finish off today. I do want to talk a little bit more about Pitt men's basketball and kind of how Collier leaving adjusts these needs, what Jeff Capel has to do. Again, we talked about Jalen Ganey and his transfer portal pursuits coming here maybe to Pitt as the replacement for Collier. But how does it kind of adjust everything? Again, three scholarships. Are they going to are they going to have more likely? There's no guarantee of that, though. And, and if there's one offseason where player retention is going to be big, it's going to be this one. So we're going to talk about that. But first, let me let you know about Rock Auto, because with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Wine door often pointless or seemingly intimidating, questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto, and you don't have to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer, and they have everything you could possibly need for your car or truck, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. It's so easy to explore all these parts with their new website to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there, how did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. All 
right, folks, welcome back to the Locked on Pit podcast here. As, as I want to shift back to Pitt men's basketball, talking a little bit more and more about this transfer portal debacle that Pitt's going to have to go through for a third straight season, really, as they have had so much turnover in recent years on this roster. And Noah Collier leaving opens up that third scholarship that Pitt needed. But if you remember, as I've been talking about more and more things about what Pitt needs and what they're going to need offseason, they need a 3 and D wing. They're going to need a four to replace Mogi, who was this kind of hybrid post player that was a great shot blocker, could also shoot the three. Don't find many power forwards like that, period. And maybe you shoot now Hughley down to the four, who's not a true five. He's not a true five, but you get a guy like Ganey, who is more of a true five, who's more of a shot blocker, a two-time Ivy League defensive player of the year, the type of guy that can really translate to the next level at the ACC and bring something to your bench. And then that's the type of thing you need. Shot blocker off the bench, a guy to replace Mo Gee's defensive production, that'll be big for this team. So that, that could be a first step. Landing Jalen Ganey in the full court press that they're putting on him makes complete sense. So that's what they need to do there. But they still need, likely, an offensive-minded big. Aside from John Hughley, they're going to need a guy that could score down low, that can bang down low, that can maybe post up, that can maybe shoot. If you can shoot as a four, more power to you. It'll be even better for Pitt. They obviously need the point guard. And then ideally, you probably want maybe another 3D wing. Again, you could add two wings. If there's five or six scholarships open, it's easy to see how you would envision using those. Two wings, two bigs, and a point guard. Because Pitt's backcourt is kind of loaded right now. With Nike Sabande, Ithiel Horton, Femi Odukali, and Jamarius Burton, it's going to be hard to find outside of that point guard another guard that's going to crack that rotation. But wings can do that because Pitt needs better perimeter defenders. They're going to need guys that can shoot, catch and shoot three from the corner more. They're going to need guys that can absolutely work through the minutia on the baseline. They're going to need guys that can roll off screens and be the screen setter and catch and shoot three at the top of the elbow there. They're going to need guys that can do all this. And their screen game was terrible last year, and they lost their best screen setter in Noah Collier right now. And so a lot of different types of things with this team that doesn't get much spacing offensively, they're going to have to create that in multiple ways. Obviously, the point guard is going to be part of that. But this team probably needs to pray that more of these scholarships open up. They only have three open right now. And they need more open up. So a guy like a Max Amonison, a Dan Oladapo, these are two transfer candidates that aren't going to play much for this team that makes sense to transfer and potentially go elsewhere to get more playing time and to find a role. You know, Oladapo came here from Oakland last year, barely played this year, Congrats transfer. It's going to be his last season of eligibility. So makes complete sense for him to transfer. For Amundsen, he's been here two years, has barely stepped on the basketball court, and doesn't seem like the progression has really done anything to prove he could be the big, he could be the five, he could be the big guy that steps up in this rotation. There's not a lot to that. Now, if you look in-house for Pitt, who could step up and maybe take on a bigger role, obviously Will Jeffress is going to be one of those guys. Young, still only 18, he's going to be a junior. He'll be turning 19 next year, came in as 17-year-old, 
came in a year early, really. And so he's a guy that really was a freshman last year in terms of his physicality and his athletic profile. So this is a guy that's going to have to work through things more so on the offensive end, find some confidence in creating his own shot, find confidence in that three shot as well. He's got to get that jump shot going at a higher clip. But Will Jeffress has already proven himself to be a quality rebounder and a quality defender. Nate Santos has a good stroke, has good shooting mechanics. The three was inconsistent, but you'd think once he starts to get more and more confident, and as he did get more and more confident, that ball started to drop a little bit more and more. Nate Santos is an intriguing piece that isn't talked about a lot, but could be a guy that maybe steps up in this rotation to really come in and bring Pitt a little something that they didn't have next year. But still, you don't want to necessarily bet on guys like this because they haven't proven it at a high enough level. Last year, you were comfortable with Femi Cali stepping into a Xavier Johnson role because he had proven it over the past seven, eight games when Johnson left the program early. So you were okay with that. You were okay with a guy like Ithio Horton and Nike Sabande getting bigger roles because they had earned it, and they were great to end the year last year. And so adding Sabande after his torn ACL alone with his explosiveness, his shot-creating ability, his aggressiveness is going to help. He also brings another three-point shooter into the fold. So there's going to be more spacing with him by default. But can you create offense with your bigs? Outside of John Hughley, can you prevent him from getting doubled? Can you prevent some space for him? Can you create one-on-one advantageous matchups for your best player? That's going to be the question. That's Pitt's big thing that they have to do through the portal. Somehow assemble a team to build around a guy like Hughley and really capitalize on what they have here this year. All right, folks. Tomorrow, going to talk a little bit of Pitt football. Pat Narduzzi said the run game is going to be better than we've ever seen it, so... Is that going to be true? I'll talk about that. We'll talk the O-line a little bit as well. And folks, as always, thanks for listening. As I always end it here, hail to Pitt.